May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Two faces shimmering with light. Moses and Jesus appeared to be lit from within to those who saw them. We are told their faces were so bright that the Israelites were terrified. So afraid that Moses covered his face when he was around them. In Luke's version, the disciples were almost asleep. So they didn't see enough to be afraid at first. Only when a cloud appeared and disoriented them, did they become terrified. Apparently, when one comes into direct contact with God, the Holy of Holies, in his great power and glory, a person's face can be changed. Seeing God face to face as Moses did, and Jesus apparently did through his mountaintop prayer, That experience is dazzling in ways we can barely imagine. The Old Testament writers tell us that it was only Moses. I like to think of Moses as God's best friend. It was only Moses who saw God face to face. So when Luke first told this story, his early listeners would have immediately made the connection between what he was telling about Jesus on the mountaintop with the story of Moses. The parallels are unmistakable, right? You've got a mountain. We have personal connection and personal encounter with God. Faces transfigured. Witnesses who are frightened, words from God coming down as laws on tablets of stone and as a voice from heaven. Luke even refers to Jesus's exodus. The English translation I just read says departure, but the Greek word is exodus a word laden with the full story of freedom and salvation, a sort of shorthand for both of the stories, right? The Israelites being freed from slavery in Egypt and all of us freed from death through Christ's resurrection. That Easter promise that we celebrate here each Sunday and anticipate every year at the end of Lent. So these two stories are dramatic and really important. And paired together, they are to remind us that we live in one big unfolding story, contrary to what St. Paul says, but that's a different sermon. The stories are familiar to many of us as we read them each year and we remember as we recount them, and as we preach on Transfiguration Sunday every year. It's this last Sunday of Epiphany, before we join Jesus as he turns his face toward Jerusalem, that Lenten walk, which begins on Wednesday, this Wednesday, Ash Wednesday. Please join in 
as we will assemble as the people of God to get ready for that journey. Today, though, I want to focus on a different aspect of God's face. While we have these two accounts of God's face shining through Moses and Jesus, and even the prophet Elijah makes an appearance, I have to admit that for me and for many of us in these past few weeks and months, it feels as though God's face is hidden. Not hidden simply behind a veil to shield us from the brightness, but deeply hidden. Perhaps, perhaps even turned away. A terrifying thought that God may have turned away from us. When unspeakable tragedy comes, untimely death, cruel death, loss of innocence, disappointment in our leadership, suicide, I wonder where is God? Has God forgotten his promise of love and life, mercy and hope for us, the creatures that he made? When children are taken from parents, when mental illness overtakes us, when life seems to bring only isolation and despair, I hide my face, weeping into the dark pillow or the small chapel of my hands. It's dark in there. Perhaps you know what it looks like inside that chapel. When the white-robed doctor announces news of debilitating illness, prognoses of despair, we see darkness, not light. The faces of those we love, frozen by the ravages of Parkinson's disease or dementia, their faces slipping away even as the rest of the body lingers. That's where my father is now. And I am in deep and devastating grief. I need you to know that. 
As this grief weighs heavy on me, even in the midst of our life together here. And I'm very aware that I'm not always able to smile or engage as much as some of you want or reasonably expect. But please know that in this season, I am in grief with you. That's how a faith community works. We are never alone. We walk together in our joys and in our sorrows. So you should know. Not because I want you to do anything about it or even bring it up. But you should know that I hide my face, weeping into the dark pillow at night and into that small chapel of my hands. It's dark in there for my dad, and it's dark in there for those you love who are inching toward death or struggling with disease or despair. And it's dark in there for all of us who are powerless to pull them back. Perhaps you know that place, too. We know that faithful people have cried out to God since the very beginning. We know that primarily in the Psalms. How long, O Lord, how long? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I have perplexity in my mind and grief in my heart day after day after day? Some of us are crying out those words in our own form of prayer. And some of us are so deeply grieving and so perplexed by the tragic losses in our community and in our surrounding community over the last several months, that it's too recent to even begin to have the thought, how long, O Lord? How long? How long shall that enemy triumph over me? The psalmist cries out, And she says, look upon me and answer me, O Lord, my God. Give light to my eyes. I put my trust in your mercy. But how long? How long? Look upon me. Look upon us. Show us your face. Turn your face towards us. And he does. What does God's face look like right here? Right here, right now, today. It looks 
like our tears. Our faces are shimmering with tears for one another, for those we love but see no longer. God's mercy shows up in the shining faces of those who weep. God's mercy shows up in the shining faces of those who can be silent in awe at the stunning, stunning brokenness of our humanity, of our fragile lives, of the depths of grief we feel when earthly life is over. God's face shines when we weep quietly and when we weep together. When we sit quietly with those whose lives are slipping away. When we study their still faces. So we will remember both versions, the animated and the still. God's face shines when we weep. And prepare sandwiches and cut fruit. Arrange flowers. Prepare funeral words. Small gestures. Embedded with tears as we make them. Our faces are shining. Transfigured. By our tears. With love. Today's gospel reading ends with a few important words. This is my son. Listen to him. And we are told Jesus' friends were silent. In response to hearing God speak in awe, in wonder, as they headed back down the mountain to walk with Jesus toward his death. On a cross. May we walk together with each other, with him. He turns his face toward Jerusalem and takes our hands, inviting us to lift our tear-stained faces and with awe and wonder, silence and more tears. Point our weary feet thereto. For he promises that this is the way, the way to resurrection, to Easter, weeping and walking together. Amen.